welcome to the preacher's corner brought to you by in-house productions with your host pastor jt and lady Fanita. you can listen to this podcast on apple google spotify and amazon music this is an in-house production this is an in-house production Hey! Happy Black Friday. We in here. We in here. We in. We in the building. Come on in and drop your anchor. Emojis if your anchor in the Lord. Drop them. We in here. In here, Lady Mayberry. How you feeling? I'm wonderful. How you feeling tonight? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Mark sound Yes, it does. Yes, indeed. Ready to get it, man? We got a good. We got a good show tonight, man. Ready to get it? Show. Got a good. Good evening. 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 Salute. We back in the building, man. We had us a good, a good vacation. Good vacation. Real good vacation. Yes. I loved it. Sat back and chill, watched a little TV, some movies, some football. <laughs> Got full tick. I don't know about y'all, but I ate good. I ate good. The is good. I ate good. Hope you ate good. Listen, we got a good one. 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 What you think about it? Um, it's a very touchy subject, but I'm ready to dive into it. Ready to dive into it, man. Yes. Let's, Let's get, get the preliminaries out of the way, man. Welcome, everybody. If this is your first time on the Preacher's Corner, man, it's a different episode tonight, man. We're touching on a, a little serious side, man. Something that 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 uh, society deals with. Kind of sweep it under the rug, especially uh, uh, your entertainer, uh, uh, athlete. You know, part of the who's who, but it actually uh, it goes down as well in the church. So we're gonna we're gonna hit every last bit of it tonight uh, for domestic violence awareness. So we a little bit on the serious side today. Just a little, just a little, just a little. For copyright purposes, we're going to go ahead and uh, exercise our first use act. Copyright disclaimer under section 107 of the Copyright Act 1976. Allowance is made for fair use for purposes such as criticism, comment, news reporting, scholarship, and research. Fair use is a use permitted by copyright statute that might otherwise be infringing. Nonprofit, educational, or personal use tips the balance in favor of fair use. 
Amen. Amen. We got that out of the way. And more than likely, as uh, as we progress, man, uh, we'll practice the first you should be able because we have a lot of uh, content to share with you. Some some stats, some videos, and, and whatnot, different things. So, so before, before we go further along, man, we gotta encourage somebody that needs a little bit of encouragement. Battles won, will I win every soul? Nah, but I die trying. Cause I'm sick of my community suffering and mama's crying. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. So there's nothing that my girl can't change, including me. Yo, I live by his word and nothing else. Cause this word is so sufficient, it can stand on my itself. See the truth will set you free. Set you free. True indeed, cause I'm walking through the valley with the Lord as my lead. Give me a mission to reach to you. Pray I will succeed And so far my friends been answered Cause I got the tools I need So I'ma keep on pushing Let them edit my story If the end is about the Christ I want Jesus to get the glory Devil got me thinking it won't be Yes, indeed. 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 Yes, Every last, last one, one of the business owners want to give you a shout out. Today's episode is sponsored by the, the businesses of the members of House of Deliverance of Valley, Texas. The businesses. We got some business owners. Yep. H-O-D. First up, the Gill family. We, we want, want you to go check, check them out on YouTube. They, they got, got some things, things going on on, on YouTube. Check, check them out. out. Uh, uh, I, the IG account is Mr. Jeezy 6 And that's on Instagram. Check them out. Check them out. Straight Street Music. Check them out on YouTube. And the IG is known. 5485 on Instagram. True Cuts, the Beard Doctor. He's a barber, a barber. 
Check, Check him out. out. Uh, his, his IG, IG is true underscore cuts underscore established 2020. That's true underscore cuts underscore E-S-T 2020. And then we have Gentle Genius. Gentle Genius. They got some good things going on. Uh, uh, the IG account is Dental Genius Assistant Academy, and, and that's on Instagram. Check them out at www.dentalgeniustraining.com. Come on, give our owners, our business owners. Yeah, business owners of our sub deliverance sponsors of this episode. Man, you can check us out at www.thepreacherscorner.net where you'll find our merchandise man you can get you a frm ministries mug or jtm ministries mug or hoodie or whatever you want to do to help support the cause and the proceed they go back into the the, the podcast so we can do our promotionals and and also it goes into mafia ministries where we will continue to do our efforts in the community whether it be feeding the homeless or or giving away school supplies or whatever it is that the lord has in store for us to do in the outreach that's where those proceeds go Towards. Man, we thank you in advance for supporting the cause. We thank yes. you in advance for supporting every single thing that we got going on. I know y'all say them, them that passing that 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 fur lady, they always doing something. They, and that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to stay busy. But this particular uh, episode, uh, we we wanted to bring awareness to domestic violence before we get all the way there we want to shout out to each and every listener that we have across the globe we're not just on one platform uh, tonight we're streaming live on facebook twitter linkedin and two youtube channels so we we yeah. we, we we're expanding and we we, we're trying to do some some different things for the kingdom and this episode will be uploaded to the podcast in which we'll record a separate episode called the aftermath we're going to talk about this episode that won't be on the youtube channel shout out to the 2122 listeners that we have already yes and they are uh all across the land lady maybe tell me where these folks at man where they at where they at we want to shout out islamabad pakistan sapora japan kanoa japan johannesburg south africa mumbai india Trinidad and Tobago, Port of Spain, Garafio do Norte, Brazil, Jundai, Brazil, Sao Paulo, Brazil, Joinville, Atasia, Porto Alegre, and Urani, Brazil. Uh, 
along with Joondaloop, Western Australia, Brisbane, Queensland, Australia, Lagos, Nigeria, Berlin, Dusseldorf, Frankfurt, Belgium, and Cologne, Germany, London, England, Mitten Keys, England, Dublin, Ireland, Moscow, Russia, Singapore, Malaysia, and Madrid, Spain. Wow. Got some new ones on there. Got some new listeners. We also want to shout out to the listeners in Rocky Mountain House, Canada, Montreal, Canada, Norwalk, Connecticut, Peterson, New Jersey, Ashburn, Virginia, North Olmstead, Ohio, Cleveland, Columbus, uh, Lakewood, Ohio, East Point, Georgia, Brunswick, Georgia, Augusta, Griffin, Covington, ATL, Wichita, Kansas, Memphis, Tennessee, uh, Edmond, Oklahoma, Norman, Oklahoma, Moore, Oklahoma, Albuquerque, New Mexico, New Orleans, the boot in the hive, Bellevue, Orlando, Palm Beach, and Miami, then you now know that's all in Florida. Check it out, Uh, shout out to Hammond, Illinois, Chicago, Schumburg, Illinois, Boise, Idaho, Burlington, Iowa, uh, Philadelphia, Washington, D.C., Waldorf, Virginia. Uh, what we see? We see, we see, we see Los Angeles, Chico, Clovis, uh, Merced, Merced, something like that. Uh, California, San Jose, Oakland, California, Fresno, California, Las Vegas. Man, this list getting long. Uh, is Brooklyn in the house? I love saying that. Brooklyn, New York is in the house. Man, there's too many on Texas to name all them, man. Uh, so I'm going to say Texas. shout out to Texas. <laughs> uh, shout out to, um, um, uh, uh, good God Almighty, there's too many. University of Texas and PVU and everybody else that's listening in our state. Shout out to Smoke to the Bone Barbecue, uh, Save Radio. They they just played uh, Brother Noel Cross um, CD on the station the other day, as well as a couple of more radio stations. I can't think of the name of them right now, man. The Lord is good. Yes. The Lord is good. He's definitely enlarging our territory ain't nobody mad but the folk that don't like it (laughs) y'all thought i was gonna say the devil yeah 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 ain't nobody mad but the folk that ain't on board yes but i got something for them though y'all better get on board or Y'all better duck. Oh, Lord. We got something for (laughs) you. Better duck. Better duck. We ain't your average pastor. (laughs) You better duck. That's how we coming with it. (laughs) You better get yourself together. That's right. Get it together. I got something. That's going to make you get some aggrime. <laughs> hey. Oh, man. We got the prelims out the way, man. You know, we had a... This is a serious episode, so we got to, you know, crack a little couple 
some jokes and make us laugh and all that before we get to the nitty 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 gritty. You dig? Yes. What sir. you think about it? What you think about it? It's a you, very tough you touchy wanna, subject. You wanna, you wanna open us up? Can you uh, tell us a little bit about it? Well, I mean, it's a very touchy subject, and I think that um, a lot of the stereotypes are that it's only women that are affected by domestic violence. That is not true. There are a lot of men that are um, victims of domestic violence as well, um, and, you know that domestic violence has a large umbrella it's a lot of different things that go up under that umbrella but a lot of different states view it differently so some of the things that we looked up i mean it was amazing to know that uh people don't view your life for what it's worth right they look at your possessions as something more than your life in some states so i think this is a real good eye opener tonight and uh, being a victim of domestic violence myself I know that this is very touchy. Um, people don't really know the the just of it. They don't know how deep people can be in you know these situations. And you think it's easy just to say walk away. And I've been in that place, and I know it's not that easy to just walk away. So I hope you guys enjoy the show tonight. Um, and if you know anyone that is suffering with domestic violence, please send them this link so that they can join in tonight. Yeah, we, we never know what what we could say or share that could save a life, especially during the holiday seasons, man. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, we, we, we already know that domestic violence is based off control. Very much you, so. An uh, individual that wants to control whoever their partner is domestic violence is 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 is, is control manipulation and um like i said it, it's dealt with nfl nba uh the hollywood it's all swept up under the rug and uh even in the church in the church we're gonna get to it we're gonna get to yeah. it yeah this first clip um it's recent everything is recent this this ain't no nothing that happened uh, years ago this is things that happened uh very recently so we we're gonna dive right on into it let's go Thanks so much for that, Christian. We do start with that breaking news we told you about at the top. This is from overnight. Former NFL player Zach Stacy waking up in the Orange County Jail this morning. This is his new mugshot. Fox 35 is working to learn the details of his arrest. We do know that he's accused of attacking his ex-girlfriend in her home just west of Orlando. Yeah, the video of the attack is making national headlines, and when you see it, you understand why. We do want to warn you it's violent and disturbing to watch. Fox 35's Amanda McKenzie is live. She's outside the county jail. Amanda, I know we spoke exclusively with the victim, and she says she wanted to release that video and had good reason to do it. That's right. So Kristen Evans tells us that she wants this surveillance video to be put out there to the public so that she can help other women in similar situations. She says she is living in fear. Now take a look at this video. It is hard to watch. It's a brutal attack that Kristen Evans tells us made her realize enough was enough. She says Zachary Stacy has been violent throughout their relationship. And this most recent incident where the NFL running back throws her into a wall played out in front of their five-month-old son. She says she's working 
working with attorneys to ensure that he doesn't get away with this. Here's what she had to say in this exclusive interview with Fox 35. State of Florida, it, they they see uh, domestic violence as a just a simple battery, um, which is a misdemeanor. Um, but the fact that he uh, damaged my property up to a thousand dollars makes it a criminal mischief felony. So therefore, my TV is worth more than what my life is worth. Evan says she reported Stacy's violence to law enforcement before, but that it didn't go anywhere. Oakland police say they responded to the same address back on August 16th of this year to check on an argument between Stacy and Evans. Then about a month later on September 26th, they responded again to investigate a possible domestic violence situation with the two. Zach, Stacy is currently being charged with criminal mischief and aggravated battery. He's expected to go before a judge for his first appearance this afternoon. Reporting live from the Orange County Jail, Amanda McKenzie, Fox 35 News. That's crazy. Yeah. So, so this, this, um, well, former, because he don't, he don't play for nobody no more. They, he was cut. Uh, thank God that because the, the coward don't, don't need, uh, yeah, I call him a coward. Uh, he, he get, guys get on these steroids and lifting all these weights and and, and get the bullying little old bitty women around and punching on little old bitty women. Yeah. But uh, I know I know you could you could you could say easily, but that that's inexcusable, man. That 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 dude that dude there yeah, they're too big. You can look at his head and tell he too big. Look at dude head. My goodness, man. He and he. He bit, you see how little that lady was? Yeah, she was very and, and he just barely, so you know he bench pressed a lot. So he barely picked her up and swung her. And, <laughs> and regardless of what she said, how she said it, you got to know when to walk away. Walk, I mean, that is just, my I, my mindset has always been, if I got to hit you, I don't need you. I, I, I ain't got to be around you, period. And that's that's vice versa. You gotta hit me. We ain't we ain't got to be together. I was always taught to keep my hands to myself. And then some people will say, if you big enough to take a, to give a punch, you big enough to take one. So what? She a hundred, uh, maybe ninety eight pounds, soaking wet, mm -hmm. and this dude, big old dude, punching on her and slamming her around. But they said this was uh, one of the accounts yeah. that they. One of many. This One time it was many. recorded. Yeah. So this time, and so she had to know. Okay, I got to get me some cameras in here so I can prove this because they come out and then nothing is done. They leave and the same thing happened again. Yeah. And then so she she got smart enough this time to put some cameras in there where she can get some proof. But like she said, if the TV wasn't broken. It would have been a felony. Mm -hmm. So the TV it would have been a misdemeanor. It, it right. <laughs> the TV was worth more than her life. Yeah. That is. That's crazy to that's me. That's crazy. This, this next clip, clip, we're gonna. I mean, we, we we got some disturbing things to see. And, yeah. Uh, we need to put that disclaimer out there. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's very, very sensitive. Um, very very footage. sensitive um, footage that that ooh yeah, the retarded man. So uh, let's see. 
It's just memento. refresh and then I switch him over it's so sad just the thought you know yes uh, and seeing her being thrown around like that you know well he's not the only one it's, no that's just uh, remember the one about the uh, uh, Ray Rice uh, the, the running back yeah. Um, he wanted to get back into the league, but you know. It's it's several accounts where where uh, these ball players are uh there we go. This is a video of this baseball player. Let's see. Yeah, it look like it keeps sticking. Yeah, it's, look, that's that's insane, man. And my thought is, where where are the brothers at? The the brothers of these uh these people. Here go here go another one. See, that relationship started off just beautiful. Going to the park, rubbing the feeds and laughing and the bitching.
Yeah, that's how it always go. All it take is uh, to look at the, the phone. Yeah. Who called? Mm-hmm. Who it is? Yeah, man, it's crazy. So, so that's, that's a look at from the women point of view. That's it. Right, let's uh chop up uh, on this for a little bit. We got a lot. We got a lot. We got a lot. Mm -hmm. We got a lot. First, we'll 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 start with the um the first video. We'll, the well, we talked about the football player. Mm -hmm. We saw the baseball player. Um, and the baseball player, it didn't have any voice. Um, you know, you couldn't hear anything because they got caught on camera in the stairwell. In the stairwell. So he was doing that thinking he got hope out of the view of other people. Right. But was still caught on camera. Still caught. So and we got we got we got the um uh, and then the video after that, um with a couple. Mm hmm Uh they start off going to the park, all lovey dubby. And uh 
you know, control kicks in. And and I can attest to the fact where on the men side, I nobody ever hit me, but the verbal yeah. abuse, the verbal abuse where it goes into psychological abuse and I can see how it can go the other way. For instance, um, if you don't do what I uh, need you to do, I get somebody else to do it. Mm-hmm. Or uh, 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 if you don't take me, I get some. If you don't buy it, I get somebody else to buy it. You broke so and so, so and so, such and such, and then the target and trigger word is calling a man the B word. Mm-hmm. When the female call a man a B word, that's the trigger word. But I learned, I myself learned, I know that trigger word a mile away. So I'm going to shoot you the deuce before you even get to the trigger word. Because <laughs> I ain't got time to be eating that. If you know how thick that cornbread is, <laughs> locked up. That and cornbread. Dry baloney. <laughs> if you know how thick that is, you don't want no parts. Of that foolishness. It ain't worth it. It ain't mm. worth it, man. It's not. And that's that's not love. That's not love at all. Man. That's control. And it's control. At the end of the day, that's what it's about on it's both about sides. Control. Manipulation. Mm -hmm. Don't want you to talk to uh, uh, your family or uh, be around your family. That's control. That's yeah. control, man. That, that's that's. You do this behind my back. You did that. I thought you said you love me. And that's that's the the, the draw you in bait favorite line. I thought yeah. you, if you love me, you'll do such and such. If you love me, you do you wouldn't do this and man, come on. I'm not fit. Love is an action word. So you have to show how much you love a person. And how I show them. It, it, it's I be quiet I go to the next room you gotta have your place where you can go calm down and and rationalize and think about the, the, the actions and not just respond and react just you gotta know man we stronger I know there are some ladies just, just because we just saw mm -hmm. it's it, it, some girls out there that putting them hands on the mans they putting some them, 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 some, some of them old some of them two yeah, pieces. Yeah, putting them thigh on them. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, it's, it's, but it starts with the verbal abuse and then it goes into the physical abuse. You got anything? Yeah, I wanted to say too, um, when that, the last video, when they were showing how they first started out, mm -hmm. I wanted to just make a comment about that because I don't think two people get together uh, with the intent for the relationship to go sour. Right. Everybody get entered into a relationship because one, they're looking for love. They want companionship. You know, they've been in a bad place before or been in a bad relationship. And when you meet somebody who shows you something different, um, you kind of want to hold on to that person. And that's what I think that, that happens on both sides. Right. Because the women get mad and start with verbal abuse. 
but you know and then start working on his psyche by telling him he's nothing and don't nobody want him he don't have nothing and things like that but i know men who do the same right right because ultimately abuse starts verbally that's right. And then it goes to maybe a push or a shove, and then it's I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But then next time it's a it's verbal, it's a push and a slap. So it kind of builds itself up. But I think it's at some point that one of the other starts to feel like they're losing their place or you know the hold that they have on that relationship. So. Check it out, man. Let's see what the stats say. The national statistics. Go ahead. I'm trying to make sure I have the right thing. I don't think I do. Well, it says um, on average, nearly 20 people okay. per minute are physically abused by an intimate partner in the United States during one year. This equates to more than 10 million women and men. 10 million women and men. Go ahead. In one in four women and one in nine men experience severe intimate partner physical violence. Intimate partner contact sexual violence and or intimate partner stalking with impacts such as injuries, Fearfulness, post-traumatic stress disorder, use of victim services, contradiction, or contraction, I'm sorry, of sexual transmitted diseases, or etc. One in three women and one in four men have experienced some form of physical violence by an intimate partner. This includes range of behavior, slapping, shoving, yep. pushing. And in some cases, might not be considered domestic violence. One in seven women and one in 25 men have been injured by an intimate partner. One in 10 women have been raped by an intimate partner. Data is unavailable on male victims. Ain't too many men coming out saying they've been raped. But we know that it does occur. One in four women... And one in seven men have been victims of severe physical violence, beating, burning, strangling by an intimate partner in their lifetime. Go ahead. One in seven women and one in 18 men have been stalked by an intimate partner during their lifetime to the point in which they felt very fearful or believed that they or someone close to them would be harmed or killed. On a typical day, there are more than 20,000 phone calls placed to domestic violence hotlines nationwide. 20,000 phone calls made. Wow. Daily, on a typical day, to domestic violence hotlines nationwide. The presence of a gun in the domestic violence situation increases the risk of homicide by 500%. Intimate partner violence accounts for 15% of all violent crimes. Women between the ages of 18 to 24 are most commonly abused by an intimate partner. 19% of domestic violence involves a weapon. Domestic victimization is correlated with a higher rate of depression and suicidal behavior. 
Only 34% of people who are injured by intimate partners receive medical care for their injuries. Letting you know that most people that are beaten, um, broken arms, things like that, they're not, they're not so quick to go to the ER. Why? Because 9 times out of 10, they're protecting that partner. Don't want that partner to be arrested for domestic violence. So in this case, people that that domestic violence go unseen and then when that person ends up dead or something really critical takes place in that relationship people don't believe that it happened that way because it was never reported i have y'all know i'm i'm big on watching id and first 48 and things like that and i look at um um 2020 and, and, and 48 hours and things like that and I was just looking at a case um, not too long ago and the thing about it is when people don't report it's not that you know a lot of people say um, the police failed us the, the city or the state that we live in failed us or they don't they don't provide the correct rules for domestic violent cases but that's not the case the issue comes in where I'm going to use me for an example because I, I can tell you about me better than I can tell you about anybody else. When I was going through the my whole situation with domestic violence, it started when I was very, very young. Of course, people like to take control over who they are with. And when you don't report these incidents, it when something big happens and the police come to you, they automatically assume they don't know who to believe. Especially if you don't have any bruises, if you've just been pushed or kind of slapped or whatever, they don't know who to believe. And so if they, if the person say, well, you hit them, I have went to jail before because somebody said I hit them too. Well, they didn't have bruises, but I did. But because they said I hit them and I said they hit me, we both went to jail. Then you have issues like, so you have women that don't want to report it because they're afraid that they're going to go to jail. So the next time, what do you think I did? I didn't call 911. Because why? I don't want to go to jail because you're hitting, you're beating on me. But I'm going to jail because I reported you. So now I'm to the point where I'm not going to report it. Because I'm not, I don't want to sit a day or two in jail when I know I'm the victim and you, you're the aggressor. So then you 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 go you have to go you have to fight that battle of being believed. Then number two, it doesn't help you any when you keep returning to that bad situation. Because even though I called the police on a number of occasions, they had to keep coming back saying, Why do you keep going back to this? Why do you keep getting in this relationship? So you have a police department that is tired of coming to this your aid. And thinking this is the same thing it was two weeks ago or a month ago. And, and it becomes repetitive and then people don't listen to you. So then you're like, you're crying wolf. Right. So I know the, the last time that I called, then the police, they told me, you know what's going to happen to you? We're going to be coming over here and getting you in a body bag next time you call. He said, you, we have so many calls, we can't even number them. Where you called and, and this boarder went to jail. You went to jail. Y'all got out and got back together to do the same thing. He said, I'm, I'm willing to bet you. He said, I can bet my life. Next time I come, you're going to be getting coming out of here in a body bag. And he was right. I almost lost my life the next time. He was right. I almost lost my life that next time 
Because I pulled a weapon on him that was used against me. He took the knife from me. I'm trying to jab at him just to make him leave. Not to actually harm him. And then end up getting my throat slashed and stabbed all in my neck. Not what I planned. Because I didn't plan on harming you. But you harmed me. So what he said was, it was right. And that was the last straw for me. Because you don't never know where a person's mind is. And just like that, that last video we watched where they were very much in love and all of that. That's how relationships start. But when you don't know people's triggers, you don't know what, where they've been, what they've been in. A lot of people nowadays are suffering from um, abandonment. They're having abandonment issues and rejection and, and anger insecurity. issues. Yeah, insecurities yeah. And, and been in places and, and situations that you not you don't know nothing about. So when you do something that they don't like, it may be the first time, but if you experience any something that you triggered or anger that you've awakened that you've never seen before your best bet That's is to get flag. out of that relationship that red flag and, well, yeah. it's been real yeah go on about your merry way that's right get out when you can while you can yeah because that only escalates that never gets better it never gets better because before that happened to me i was laid over arlington lake on the dock with a gun in my mouth before the knife situation so that only progressed it never it didn't get better and every time i'm sorry i love you i just got so mad it, it, and that progresses it doesn't get better so don't get tricked into feeling like i did something i was always saying that well if i wouldn't have said this he wouldn't have got that mad or if i wouldn't have went to out with my friends he wouldn't have got mad but it doesn't matter that part doesn't matter when you're an adult you can make your own decisions. You don't have to walk on eggshells to make somebody else feel good. You just right. don't. And when somebody loves you, love don't hurt. I thought that that was right. I said, well, he loves me. He, you know, it's cute at first because ladies be like, you know, girls think that, oh, he loves me, girl. He, oh, he got mad, girl, and he roughed me up. And it's funny at first until he gets to doing stuff that you don't like and doing stuff behind closed doors where nobody can see. Right, right. It gets serious. It gets very, very serious, very, very serious, very fast. Well, I commend you for even, even, even um, agreeing to do this topic in this show, knowing that it was um, such a touchy subject. Yes. And um, what you said and what you shared, you never know who is in that situation right now. Yeah. And what because you shared what you shared of your experiences, you may be helping someone. So I applaud you. I give you your kudos and your <laughs> packs on your back. All of that good stuff. But there's no excuse, no excuse. Men there's no excuse to to put your hands on on a woman. Even growing up I was taught not to I had a sister, and we weren't allowed to. She hit us, she beat us, and all. We had to find a a. We had to use our brain to get her back, and and this is it's her day to wash dishes when it was actually mine. So we we had to get creative to get her back. We couldn't put our hands on 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 our sister at all, man. It wasn't it wasn't allowed. It wasn't tolerated. 
And you know what? I'm glad you said that because in a lot of households, I know that it wasn't tolerated. Right. I know that was a lot of people. It is learned behavior. I know that there are some guys that grew up like the guy that I was talking about. Um, I know that he grew up watching his mom being abused and beat and those things. And we talked about that. And he said that was something he would never do. But when it's a learned behavior and that's all you have seen, not really seeing love or holding hands or, you know, um, uh, being affectionate towards one. You don't see your parents doing that. But what you do see is fighting. That's who you become. Yeah. But you still have a choice in that to make a decision not to be who your dad was. Right. You and that, and that's majority from an era, uh, the 60s, the 70s, uh, male figures. All we saw was 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 the street man, the, yeah. the, the dope dealers and the pimps. That's and right. so um, that's how they broke their prostitute. Mm-hmm. The, the, that's, that's how they, they broke them by by physical abuse and they gained that control so they go out there and work that and then bring their money back to the house right. or bring their money back and that's how they controlled them uh, by physically abusing them so they they own their mind and their body and so that's that's basically a form of a the slave master that's the slave master mentality that's the same way the masters did the slaves yeah and so uh and when we enter into the the 1950s and the 60s that mentality was still within the black man and so that that they put that on their women not just the black man because i don't want to just uh, uh make it just a black and white thing because i just say the main thing yeah. how they control their property. That's and what it becomes. Yeah, that's exactly how that's they control becomes. their property. And like we said, just because it happens in the entertainment world uh, doesn't mean it's not happening in the church. That's right. Let's look at it.
What you talking about? Oh my God. You know, that's like my main thing. I love when he said, even when you forgive somebody, you have to remember they have to ask for forgiveness to right. be forgiven by God. Not continue to keep doing it. Can't because when you ask it. for forgiveness from God, that means you stop. You don't. Yes, you stop You're not doing you that anymore. So you have to repent. Have to repent. Forgiveness is not given without repentance. That's right. You have to ask God to forgive you. You have to repent for what you've done, meaning you won't do it again. That's why He offers forgiveness mm -hmm. in the first place. And I think that when people are abused, especially in the church, people say, you know, um, with rape or or domestic violence, when it's between a husband and a wife, people generally take that out of context, meaning making the victim feel like you have to you have to forgive this person but the person hadn't asked for forgiveness you see in order for you to be right with God you have to ask for forgiveness but you can't go on somebody else's behalf to ask for forgiveness you have to accept forgiveness and then reconcile that's right so and that's why I always use that that passage with David when I'm talking about forgiveness because you can you can ask God for to forgive you for things you've done and he'll offer you that forgiveness. You can repent. You can receive forgiveness from God, but that doesn't excuse you from the consequences. That's why I love that story because after he put um, Bathsheba's husband on the chopping block, put him on the front to fight, got him killed, was having sex with Bathsheba, knew he wasn't supposed to. He tried to uh, act like she got pregnant by her husband. That didn't work, so then he put him out there to kill him. When he kills this man, the prophet Nathan was sent by God to come and tell him about, um, he gave him a parable about somebody being um, dirty and lying on somebody else. And he was like, who is that man? And he said, you are the man. Nathan told him, David, you the man I'm talking about. Because he said, what would you do to a person like that? And David said, well, I will kill him. And he said, who is the man? He said, you are the man. He let him know, God sent me to tell you that even in all of this mess, because you love him the way you do, if you ask for repentance, it'll be granted. But then you cannot do that no more. And as a result, that baby died. He didn't want it to. He, he put on sackcloth and ashes. He laid out. He didn't eat. The, he had all this. The people was coming saying, what's going on with the king? And he didn't want to be bothered with nobody because he was trying to lay out before God so that that baby would be spared. But look, that was a consequence. And he lost that baby. 
because of that sin. So there are always consequences that will follow um, your sin. Even if you ask for forgiveness. <laughs> God is a forgiving God, but you still have to pay for what you've done in this body. That's Bible. So I love when he said that. That was just awesome to me. We're trying to fix the sound on the video. No, it ain't gonna let it hit out with me. Okay. I ain't gonna worry about it. Let's roll. That's just so heartbreaking. I hate that y'all couldn't see that one. On that video, um, the lady was saying how one of the members from the church went mm -hmm. to talk to the pastor and told him that um, the husband was tying her up and making her have anal sex with him. And the pastor said, I just can't believe that about him. He, I've never even heard him say a curse word. I mean, well, why would you? Who do you know I mean, walking around cursing in front of their pastor? I mean, that don't even make sense. He said, I haven't even heard him say a curse word. That doesn't mean that he's not a fool at home. That's when they really start. That's when they, they turn into a big wild fool at home behind closed doors when there's nobody there to, uh, you know attest to what's going on so um the pastor told her he told her to try to stick it out didn't he mm -hmm. try to try to stick it out <laughs> work it out with him lord have mercy that's the wrong kind of advice they didn't ask if they had food or yeah shelter or any any other place to go yeah 
He didn't try to try to make you know see if he could help her in any way. I mean, if someone comes to you with a complaint, first of all, on a spouse, the one thing that um, I know would be my first question. I mean, if you're coming to me to tell me something like that, I'm gonna believe you. And and the reason why I say that because um, it 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 is such a, a, a it's so touchy, you know. It's a touchy situation first of all, and then I know that that person is probably scared. They're probably afraid and looking for a way out. People don't generally come and tell you not nothing like that. That lady said her husband was that he was in the church, but he was tying her up when they get home and having anal sex with her, tying her up to the bed. Subduing her and then having anal sex with her and that is nothing that somebody I don't see anyone making that up. I just that don't make sense to me. Like why would you? Right. There's so many other things that you can make this up. One, this one is something similar. It's something something to read and this was uh here recently. This is Pastor who approved of marital rape removed from the seven day Adventist church uh, goes on to read just crazy that uh, Bernard Robinson who served as senior pastor of Grand Concourse seven day Adventist church for nine years is no longer the pastor in the denomination said Kevin Lampy a communications consultant for the SDA November 13th preached about wives submitting to the husband's leadership when he said gentlemen the best person to rape is your wife Lord have mercy that's what this preacher said he to said the, the best person to rape is your wife right people oh my god this is why you, you know we're in the last days for sure we are definitely well, they, they removed him but he's been there for nine that's years. what i was about to say for nine years he's been so what else has this what has he condoned right i mean how many women have come to him you know for counsel or to his wife for counsel and not know. I mean, because clearly you're raping your wife if it's okay. You said the best person so to rape is your is your wife. So okay. clearly. So so they go. I I wouldn't want my children to be in the children's church. Uh, I'm praise dance and uh, uh, none of that with that type of uh, leadership. Oh my God. I I wouldn't I wouldn't be. No. He, he, he pretty much can tell me too much or nothing. That's crazy to me. That and that's crazy and that's heartbreaking to me. Cause you know what? When you when you think of the leadership in the church, which I know right. nowadays it's just so it's it's far and in between that you're gonna find somebody that's genuinely trying to help a congregation. Nowadays people are looking at it. They got a whole other agenda for ministry. So it's heartbreaking to me when. You have the right agenda. You're trying to lead people to heaven. Because that's our ultimate goal. That's our end. 
we have nothing else in life. I mean, you can you can work all the years of your life. You can stack money, put it in the bank, all that. But none, none of that matters when you close your eyes for the very last time. When you take your very last breath, none of that matters. Only thing that matters is what you have done for Christ. Where your relationship is with God. How that lies. Like, where that part of you, you know, where, where does your soul reside at that right. point? And, and so, thinking about how people have sat under... Um, leadership that condones stuff like this like oh, I mean the best person to rape is your wife or you know you're getting abused at home you're on the praise and worship team your husband is one of the deacons or the men he's on a ministerial staff and because of that and him and the pastor have a good rapport you come with the um, with, with accusations telling them something that happened to you at home and for somebody to you know, pretty much laugh in your face or to tell you they don't believe it because that's not who that person is to them. Of course not. The abuser is never the same around a room full of people. That's why normally they seclude their victim. That's what happens first. They seclude them. Right. So that they can dominate them. I forgot I had this access here. So, might not be able to see the video, but you'll hear the audio. So let's try. What was he at right here? Mm -hmm. This is this is where she was talking. Yeah, they didn't. I don't think they heard her at all. So they couldn't hear her. Mm -mm. Sure. Um, <laughs> if he can make it, <laughs> I'm trying to make it. And they were just wanted to know if I had this animosity in my heart. Toward him to the point where I hate him. See if they can hear that. Said, no, I don't hate him. He got access to heaven just like I do. But they didn't say, here are some resources. Or would you like to come to counseling to talk about what you're going through? How can we help? You know, what is it that you need? Do y'all have food? Do you, you know, do you have a place to stay? None of that was offered. Turn your phone up. Maybe. Basically, telling yeah. these survivors they have to forgive, oh, indeed, for God right forgive them without defining what forgiveness means. And typically, when a church or family presses an, uh, an abuse survivor, you have to forgive uh, that, that rapist, that hus abusive husband, because that's what the Bible says. Forgive as you've been forgiven, etc. It does violence to biblical teaching, and it does it's very harmful for the abuse survivor doesn't forgive without repentance, as I read the New Testament. I think it's important to distinguish kinds of forgiveness. When we use the forgiveness passages uh, inappropriately against a victim, in essence we're saying, you, you, you have to forgive, that is, you have to reconcile. Simply not what Scripture teaches. Um, that's a different kind of forgiveness, if you want to call it forgiveness. I can have a loving appropriately biblical posture toward you, that doesn't take away consequences. Mm -hmm. um, David was finally confronted by Nathan the prophet for his abuse, horrible abuse. God says through, through the prophet, I forgive you. Nevertheless, I can forgive an abuser, but that doesn't mean there are consequences. It doesn't mean I have to immediately reconcile, etc. I'll give you one example from our study. One time a woman went 
talked to her pastor, and it was very hard for her to do. Her friend talked her into it, and she told him, my husband is hurting me. He's tying me up and forcing me to have anal sex with him, and it's hurting me. And he just looked at her, and he said, I find that hard to believe. You know, I've never even heard him say a curse word. And I've known him a lot of years, so I find that hard to believe. She got up and ran out of the office and nearly committed suicide as a result of that interaction. Wow. Another pastor advised a woman to fight back. This is what you should do if he starts at that again. And she very nearly lost her life as a result. Still, women do listen to pastors when they give them advice. And so it's very important that that advice be the right advice. Mm. I think mm. perhaps the biggest is God hates divorce. Malachi 2. Uh, I would just point to the most important rule of biblical interpretation. Context, context, context. And just read the whole verse. God hates divorce, and then the second half immediately following is, and the man who covers his garment with violence. In, in, in saying God hates, hates divorce, he's saying it to abusive men. That's right. Um, who are forcing divorce upon their children in a patriarchal culture where those poor women would have little means of economic livelihood. Isn't it something that so often that verse is used against women that they've experienced uh, destructive abuse and they're simply seeking safety and then we leverage that very passage against them. That's, that's one of the most common passages that's inappropriately used against abuse survivors. I went to the judge the next day. My friend took me and we went and I filed charges and uh, they arrested him. But this time we had to go to trial and he filed threat, I filed threat to kill charges on him, but he filed threat to kill charges on me. And so it was an old judge, he was old. Oh my God, Judge Blalack had to be about 70 then. He was, I thought he was asleep, he was that old. He was just sitting on the bench and lying. I said, oh my God, he's not gonna do anything. And so after he heard all these lies he was telling and Judge Blalack just woke up and he, he just, Hit the hit his desk, and he said, "Stop it! Stop lying! You will not sit in my courtroom and lie and say this woman tried to kill you. You tried to kill her. I know exactly what you did. I wasn't there, but I am so tired of pronouncing young women, young mothers dead behind some mess like this." You will not come up in my court and uh, treat her like this. You going to jail. And he said he find him and send him to jail. I was like, wow. He said, I, he said, I'm a justice of the peace. I pronounce bodies all the time. And it's always it's young women that are dying behind foolishness like this. They're being threatened. Men think they own them. You know, he said, I'm not having that. Not today, we won't have that. He said, you will not harm this young woman. You come anywhere near her. 
and I'm gonna lock you up for real. So he, you stayed in jail for a few days. But I was like, that spoke volumes that somebody heard me. And from then on, I've always told women that have been in those situations, fight, tell it, tell, tell keep telling somebody mm -hmm. until somebody hears you. Yeah. Because it's a crime. You've been a victim of a crime. And don't let people get away from hurting you like that. Spiritual abuse is when a particularly church leader uses their spiritual power, their position, the scriptures, Prayer, church tradition, um, those are all sources of spiritual power. And we use those essentially against someone to manipulate them, um, to, to carry out our will, not the will of God. Um, we use uh, spiritual power to get someone to do that which is ultimately harmful for them. And it will ultimately be unbiblical. But it's amazing the way a spiritual leader can use scripture uh, against someone. And of course, Satan did that in Genesis 3. Mm -hmm. That's right. When the clergy person has the belief that the marriage vow is more important than the person's life, then it's a problem. Because they want to minister to the couple, but the problem is you can't minister to a dead Right. I'm going to say that so again. You can't have safety be less important than the marriage itself. The woman's safety or the victim's safety has to be number one. We don't all live in war zones, thank God. But whatever our place of influence, God calls us to be a light and to boldly share, speak up on behalf of as it says in Proverbs 31, be a voice for the voiceless hmm. and do what we can and we can all do something. I really hate y'all couldn't see the actual video because when um, when she was talking about um, so don't stay in a relationship like that. Uh, Dr. Steve Tracy, he's a professor of ethics and he wrote a book called Mending the Soul and it also comes with a workbook and it's about understanding and healing from abuse. Mm. Also, uh, Jay Harris, the one who is uh, uh, also J.R. Newton, the one who's telling her survivor story, she has a book called Healing Voices, and it's about all of these different stories of abuse victims, and they're using their voices to really begin to tell their story, to let women know that they're not alone, and to provide comfort in a really, really dark situation. Dr. Renee Drum, she is a researcher and a professor when it comes to domestic violence in the Adventist Church. And she has several articles and resources that if you look her up, uh, you will be blessed to be able to know uh, a lot of the research that she's doing that's really cutting edge. And I think as clergy members, we have to understand when our members are, are going through this that it's going to be a long road. And to counsel someone to return to a situation that is potentially deadly is very negligent. And we have to do better. And so I encourage you to look up those resources. And thank you for watching. Amen. That video um, will be in the link uh, uh, in the description. I'm going to put it there right now. And the uh, the first video 
of that series. That's actually part three. Mm. And the uh, the black woman that was speaking, she is a um, I believe she's at right now at TCU. Yeah. So this is this this local. This is not somewhere across the world. Yeah. This is right here in. Texas, right in our city, that this happened in. Yeah. Mm. Right here, mm. amongst all of the saints, that, that, that right here in Fort Worth, Texas. And, and that's just one of the church. Yeah. Me being a pastor, I know of several instances that I let them make it on, on, on YouTube. Uh, Facebook, I, I let y'all make it, that allows such type of behavior to occur under their watch and their leadership. Uh, something happened to one of my family members. Uh, names are remain anonymous, but you know who you are. I let you make it. However, any other man that want to do anything to the lady like that. There is a number that we can give you and you can contact the authorities um, get you some, some, some good help as well as uh, that call being documented. Mm -hmm. Tell them about what the documented call means. It will, first of all, I mean, if you if you feel like, because you know whether or not you have somebody that you can really confide trust. in confide. and trust in your ministry. Um, you know, I know that the people that, that are around us, you know that if you come to tell us, we you can also, you can trust us, but you know we'll ride out with you. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> You know that we will ride out with you, but <laughs> really, but um, there are uh, we can put there is a number that was on that domestic violence statistics sheet. Um, it should be at I think it was at the bottom. I'll look it up so you don't have to move that, and uh, I'll, we can put it in the comments as well because. We don't want anyone to feel like they're a victim or they're all alone. This one here is in Colorado. Yeah. Uh, or trust some. anyone. But I can, I'll find the one here and put it in the comments section below as well. But, um, you know, you can always call 911. You can always make sure that we Call your you, local police yeah, department. Call the police, local police department. Um, there, Man there are woman. ways, yeah. Yeah, brothers, if you she getting them hand put call the laws. Well, until you know, I I have me and my children have lived in several um, women's shelters, battered shelters because of abuse as well. So um, um, I do want you to know that there are a lot of. Um, domestic violence um, ab shelters, abuse shelters that people sit down, that people don't know um, the locations. Now, for me personally, I was dealing with someone who did not care about none of it. 
And uh, when me and my kids went to, um, I think that was the very first time I trusted someone to go to a women's shelter. And when they told me um, to come, that they would, they, I met them at the gas station. They picked me and my children up. We came with the clothes we had on our bag plus an outfit that I put in the bag for us. I had to leave everything at my house. Just give up everything. Walk away. Even I brought my car to a gas station and parked it. They picked us up and took us the rest of the way. Um, after we were there... Um, I, I would say me and my children probably had a, our first good night's rest, maybe the second night that we were there because I was so on edge about, you know, somebody finding out that we were there or, you know, coming to find us. So just that thought of you not knowing if you have a safe place to go, you have a safe haven, you have somewhere to go, every city has a safe spot for you to go and you if you desire to go out of state you can do that as well but it's up to you to open your mouth to get the help there's nothing that people people aren't going to play the guessing game with you and all of that you have to be strong enough to make those type of decisions That's so, right. so um and you know something that really struck home for me because i I never really looked at it as being like I was safe um, at the uh, when that abusive relationship got really really bad and that was one of the reasons because I wasn't sexually active I wasn't doing the things that I used to do and so it's like the violence escalated because I was standing for righteousness because I was saying no I can't have sex no more we can't do this we can't do that and it's like um um, I, I tried my best to make sure that I was doing everything that he wanted me to do but I could not do that because I know what God said about that in the word so I was like I can't do that because you know I'll give him all the reasons why and it's like the abuse escalated at that time and just like that lady said in there those were my exact words God you gonna have to help me cause I can't, I can't serve you and be in an abusive relationship like this too one of us got to go one of us gotta go and so you have to make up in your mind because the the the, the reality of it all is you have to stand for something even when you think that because uh, a lot of women stay in abusive relationships or just relationships for that matter just because you know and you you do things against what you believe because you are trying to hold on to that person but nine times out of ten people like people that have um uh um some type of value and you have some stability in your life and you stand for things people like that whether you believe it or not they like when you have some type of standard that you live by and that you are able to say no you know how many men get with women and the first thing they say when they ask about sex is okay or yes when you are really trying to if somebody loves you that's not the only thing that you have to offer you have so much more to offer than that. So that was one of the things that really struck me when that older lady said, I can't I can't serve you and be with this person who is abusing me. Something gotta change. So it doesn't matter whether it's verbal abuse or to hear that from physical from abuse. Your past. Yeah, to hear it from a pastor saying yeah. he don't believe you. No. 
no, no. That was no. that was probably one of his favorites or the the most the one that get the most in time enough. Yeah. And that wouldn't even matter to me. Right. right. <laughs> it ain't that serious. Mm -hmm. No ma'am, no ma'am, no ma'am. Get you some some help. Get away, get away, get away. Get away. So. Final words. I just want you to know that, you know, people, even when you don't understand it, people love you. People are there for you. You do have people that care about you and care about your well-being, care about... You know whether you're being hurt or mistreated or abused so don't just take for granted that you have nobody to lean on or, or that cares about you because that's not the truth that's right that's right you, um, know. you don't have to worry about it if anybody believe you yeah that's not that's not cool that's that's nothing that somebody will just make up no so we we Especially if you part of our congregation, we we gonna definitely look into and uh, call both parties in. Yeah. Let's meet. Let's talk. Let's see what's going on and can see where we can be of assistance. If you got you need some money to to uh, some help getting your apartment to you go your way and you need some, we 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 do what we can to aid both sides. Right. Well, they, you can go that way and you can go that way. That's right. But we don't want nobody to have to go through Any. domestic violence relationship. Right. So true. Whether it's verbal, yeah. physical, right. psychological, or spiritual right. abuse. Right. What you got on? That's, that's true. Let's pray inside of here. Lord, we just thank you, God, for another opportunity, God, to shed light and to be an example, to show love. On tonight, God, we just ask, Lord, that you just protect and watch over each and every person that joined on tonight. God, there may be someone that may hear this broadcast that is going through physical um, or verbal um, abuse. God, we just ask you protect them. God, give them the courage. Give them strength. Give them knowledge and wisdom. And give them a mind to speak out, to find someone that they can confide in, to trust in, God, in the name of Jesus. God, cause them to have an avenue, an open door, that they may be free from whatever bondage, whatever the, the power, whatever is over them. God, we just ask, God, that you just keep them safe, God, from all hurt, harm, and danger, seen and unseen. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. We pray y'all been blessed by this special episode. Normally, this is not our night. Uh, join us again Monday, Tuesday, and Thursdays right here on the Preacher's Corner. This again is your first time on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. Go on over to our YouTube channel, JTM Ministries, that's where we normally are, and subscribe to their YouTube channel. We don't do the Facebook 
and all other pages often we do them sometimes when we feel like it's an episode that we want to be seen by everybody so please ma'am please sirs if you haven't had the opportunity to go to JTM's Ministries that is the official Preacher Corner channel and subscribe to that channel Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Lady Mayberry, any final word? Y'all be blessed. What? That's it? That's it. What? <laughs> Y'all, him and his gadgets. <laughs> Listen. Somebody that's been tripping, they've been tripping, procrastinating. They always somebody waiting to, waiting till the new year to start this, waiting till the new year. Got an excuse for every single thing. Let me encourage you. Stop making them excuses and make it happen. Start now. Get perfect later. Dream big. If you know me, I don't have no small dreams. I, I like big stuff. I like going over the top. I want to go over there. I want to go over there. So dream big. Use kind words. Say I love you. Say please and thank you. Be grateful. Not just because it's Thanksgiving weekend. Be grateful. 24-7-300-65-days-of-the-year-help-others-don't-mind-be-sad-yup-keep-calm-don't-get-to-swinging-on-folk-keep-calm-and-carry-on-sat-time-salute-we-out-of-the-year-help-others-don't-mind-be-s